This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 171 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Thanksgiving memories. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections offers the whole universe of holiday shopping at your fingertips. You can shop with them at equestriancollections.com and Kentucky Performance Products for all of your supplement needs at kppusa.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenn the Geek. And I don't know who this is at this point. <laughs> and I'm Helena B. And this is Coach Jen. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, it only took us 65 takes to do the opener. <laughs> Good sign for the rest of the show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's our Thanksgiving episode. Woohoo! Yay. And, you know, it is Thanksgiving today. Uh, day to day as you're listening to this as this show is coming out so we hope that you are enjoying a festive day with all of your family and friends that you uh take some time to go out and feed your your horses a bag of carrots or apples you know give them extra today you know even those fat horses like mine give them extra today because it's thanksgiving and your wife won't yell at you just don't so. give them turkey <laughs> no probably not such a good thing they they, they might eat sweet potatoes Oh, Jen, have you ever had horses that ate sweet potatoes? Um, I cannot say that I've had a horse that ate a sweet potato, but we had a pony once that ate lunch meat. Oh, so you... Oh. (laughs) Helena thought she she fed one of her horse potato chips, and she thought that was bad. I said, no, you should have heard some of the things people feed their horses. (laughs) (laughs) You know how you have that garbage gut dog in your life that will just consume anything that he can catch absolutely even if it's non-food we had a pony like that if you put it in your hand he ate it garbage pony that's pretty much like zeke he'll eat whatever you put in front of his face except Except, now he'll eat hay now he eats hay now but he'll take whatever he doesn't ask questions he shoves it in first and then decides whether or not he likes it that's a guy thing that's a (laughs) really it's a guy thing yeah (laughs) we just eat it's true. Oh, 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 yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a guy thing. I thought it was just a gelding thing. <laughs> hey, um, let's explain to everybody what's going on today. We're going to have a very short show today because it is Thanksgiving. We realize you all have something that you'd probably rather be doing today. Uh, so we're just going to have a short show. We're calling it Thanksgiving Memories because that's what we wanted to talk about: our memories of Thanksgiving and, and fox hunting on Thanksgiving Day. And I want to find out how an Italian girl from the suburbs of New York City celebrated Thanksgiving and what those. Those day, what those meals were like. So we're going to talk, uh, just sit around and share between the three of us what, what, what happened on our Thanksgivings in the past. Hopefully you enjoy it. If not, just go eat, have some fun, and come back next week. 
But uh, there is somebody that wanted to share a Thanksgiving uh, message with you all first, and that is Chris from Equestrian Collection. So let's listen to Chris, and we'll be back to chat some more. I just wanted to take a few moments uh, to wish a very, very happy Thanksgiving to everyone at Horse Radio Network and all of you that are listening in. Uh, this is Chris Duggan, uh, founder and CEO of EquestrianCollections.com. Um, I've had the good fortune to know Glenn for many more years than I care to admit, and probably he cares to admit too. Uh, and through him, we feel as though we've gotten to know all of you too. Um, horse lovers and horse owners are the focal point of both our businesses, both Horse Radio Network and Equestrian Collections. Uh, we wouldn't be here without all of you. And we're truly thankful that we can make a difference in your lives. Uh, Glenn bringing you fantastic equestrian programming and equestrian collections bringing you the very best equestrian shopping uh, from around the world. Uh, for both of us, it's our passion and our joy as we wake up every morning. And uh, so you're, you're often more in our thoughts than you probably know. Um, we've been very uh, busy in equestrian collections putting up the latest horse blankets, winter boots, winter jackets, holiday gifts, um, all of that kind of thing, and we hope that you will pay us a, a visit very shortly. Uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving from me and everybody else at Quest Equestrian Collections. Well, we're back, and I hear, Jennifer, you have some tr Thanksgiving trivia for us, too, that we're going to talk about here in a little bit later, right? Yes, I do. The Thanksgiving horse <laughs> trivia quiz thanks to the main point blog horse thanksgiving trivia quiz wow yeah. i'd see that one before so helena tell us now you you didn't really grow up horsey did you when you were a kid no i um i i i did not my i came from a very typical italian american family who everybody came over on the boat and through Ellis Island and settled in New York City, Brooklyn and the Bronx. And so I grew up with very Italian traditions. And funny enough, horses were not part of <laughs> part of that. You just you didn't, it, you know, after like the 1900s, is they were all about the cars. They really weren't doing the whole the horse and buggy thing. A lot of horses in the Bronx at that point. No, you know? no. Although you know, I did. I my introduction to horses was in summer camp. They had a what they called the corral at summer camp. And I did learn how to walk, trot, canter because, uh, you know, you got to choose when you were, let's see, I went to camp on a, from when I was like maybe 8 to 12. So in that four-year period, I got to choose what my extracurricular activities were in, in camp. You know, you could go boating and fishing and all that plant identity, nature center. And so I got, I chose the corral and I rode this really cute pinto pony named Apache. He was a large pony. And Apache taught me how to walk, trot, and well, since he was mostly Western, we loped. <laughs> we loped. And that was my introduction to horses. My parents thought it was just like the coolest thing ever, you know. Ooh, we're city folks. Our daughter gets to ride a horse in camp. And are, are <laughs> half the pinto ponies in the world named Apache? Absolutely. They should be named <laughs> nothing else. Yep. They should be, I have a picture of myself. I should find it and scan it for uh, our website. I have a picture Absolutely. of myself. At like, you know, the camp, the end of camp presentation day. And I was riding Apache all around the camp. So there's like these craft booths are set up and kids had done projects. And there's just the whole camp was 
chock full of kids and their families and there were picnics going on and music and I'm literally riding Apache through all of this in like shorts, t-shirt and sneakers with tube socks, sucking on a lollipop. Socks. Yeah. That was the style back then. Sucking a lollipop. <laughs> sucking a lollipop. There's, an, there, there's a picture of me like in the middle of this chaos on this little this pony who That's awesome. He was great. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know about you guys, but Thanksgiving is probably one of my favorite holidays. And it's, you know, for everybody listening around the world, I assume most countries probably have a type of Thanksgiving day. That's one of my trivia questions. Oh, okay, good. Well, we'll get to that later then. But I know Canada has a Thanksgiving day. But it's one of my favorites because it's it wasn't all commercial. It's just a time when the family gets together. You all sit around and eat. You watch maybe some football in the afternoon, and you just spend family time together. And I think that's why Thanksgiving was always one of my favorites. So what was Thanksgiving like Italian style? Now, did you actually grow up in New York City, or were you in the suburbs? Uh, most of the family moved out to the suburbs by the time I was born. So we were in the suburbs. But one of the things that they did is when folks moved out of the city back in the 40s and 50s is they all moved together and generally to the same town in suburban New York. And so we would all get together at one of the houses. And so we would have like 30 people for dinner, for Thanksgiving dinner. My grandmother would cook. She had these great big, you can't even call them pots. They were vats. And she would make, we had like six courses and it would always start with um, what we called an anandipast or antipasto, which is the, you know, the before the pasta and it's olives and, you know, all that stuff that you find, the olives and peppers and pepperoni and cheese. And that was my favorite part because as my grandmother was making this um, incredibly huge platter of antipasto, we, the kids would come in and we'd steal the cheese and you know, we'd get our hands slapped or whatever. And then, of course, would come the pasta. And then after the pasta would come the turkey. And the, the, so you did the, have turkey. There we was did turkey. have turkey. Okay. okay. But all the side dishes were Italian. <laughs> we'd had, we had stuffed artichokes and we had... Um, was there fish? We would throw... There would always be some kind of fish thrown in because it's just... Italian. That's what we do. <laughs> fish was re- traditionally more Christmas. Because oh, okay. on Christmas Eve, you know, the Italian Catholics, you can't eat meat. Right. So, so fish was, is more Christmassy. But um, for Thanksgiving, we would have turkey. Sometimes my grandmother would make ham as well. There was never a this or that. It, always, it was always this and that. Yeah, of course. And was your grandmother the typical Italian grandma? Absolutely. Yeah, spoke half Italian, half English. Oh, gosh, yeah, and swore in Italian 100%. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a kid, did you figure out what the swear words were right away? Right away. First Italian words I learned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my grandmother would sit at the ends. You know, my grandparents would sit at the ends of the table as the head heads of household. Right. And then all us kids would be and there would and we had she had like these this big, you know, tacky. It wasn't tacky. My grandmother had actually very good taste. Uh, This huge dining room that had like four leaves, you know, so all the cousins would be squeezed in next to each other along the sides of the table and we'd fight. I want to sit next to Trisha. No, I want to sit next to Aaron. I want to sit next to her. (laughs) So did you have the adult table and the kids table too, or were they all at the same table? Yep. We had the kids table and uh, which got bigger and bigger every year. And then I remember graduating. Italians I remember, are good at that, too. <laughs> I remember the first year I got to sit at the grown-up table. Oh, I thought that my you-know-what didn't stink. I was the Because I was the oldest grandchild. So uh, I was the first kid to graduate up to the grown-ups table. You were pretty special. 
and we had wine. And now, you know, in, in Europe, wine isn't such a taboo thing for, right. for the younger generations. And so we would always have, have wine available. But you had a little bit with your dinner. So nobody got – and my family, they're, they're not big drinkers, you know. So everything was in moderation except – the food. <laughs> you mean you didn't have one uncle, the drunk uncle? Doesn't everybody have the drunk uncle? That was my mother's side of the family. All the uncles were drunk. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> didn't, yeah. It wasn't just Thanksgiving. Yeah, we had the one drunk uncle, too. We only had one. It was just one. But, <laughs> but it uh, made for there. really good entertainment. You yes. know, they were the ones who would break out in the PA, and they're extremely, my mother's side of the family, extremely talented. So they would always break out in something you know, song, music, drums, and well, I wanted to ask you that. So, after dinner, was there ever was there somebody with a with an instrument that was there song going on or not? And my mother's side of the family, yes. On my father's side of the family, and you know, grant, mind you, they lived about half a mile apart. So, on my father's side of the family, we would gamble, <laughs> and the, <laughs> the kids would play. Uh, one of my favorite it was always cards, and money was always involved. And uh, we would play a game called Pokino. Oh, yeah. We played Pokino. Yeah. Exactly. And I, to this day, I actually have a Pokino set because it was such a, an important part of my childhood in these Thanksgiving. You played with pennies, didn't you, Christmas when you were a kid? You played with pennies, yeah. yeah. exactly right. Yeah, we, we used to love playing Pokino because you could walk out of there with a dollar when you were done. Oh, my gosh. And, or but when you play with pennies, you, it's like a mound of gold yes, like, when you're a kid. And for those of you who don't know what Pequino is, it's poker and bingo combined. So you, you're basically – you have this card and it's like a bingo card. Only instead of getting you know, one through 100, you get you know, a king or a jack or your royal flush. Or... It's a way to get your kids started on gambling young. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we would be up all night, you know, just somebody would be in the, all the men would retire to the living room and watch football. And so there would be about, you know, 20, 15 to 20 people laying all over the, you know, on the floor and everybody's top button is undone because we're stuffed and the women would be drinking coffee and eating pie and talking about, you know, Aunt Teresa I came from more of the French side of that, last name being French, uh, and my grandparents uh, spoke French. As a matter of fact, my mom and my dad would speak French to my grandparents, and you knew every time they were doing that when you were over for family functions that they were talking about you. Uh, because yes. occasionally you'd hear your name, which didn't come out in French at all, you know? And then you could almost ca- pick up what was going on in the conversation because there were enough words that they'd throw in in English that they couldn't remember the French. Or they were speaking so fast that it just came out. So we could try and keep up, but it was like you. We kind of figured out what the swear words were. There weren't a whole lot of those in my family, but not, not quite as many probably as your Italian family. But uh, it, was, it was interesting with, with the grandparents. And Pacino was something that my great-grandmother always played with the, with the grandkids and the great-grandkids. Great grandkids. Oh. We loved going to her house because uh, she just would play this game. She would play for hours with us, and everybody in the family liked her because they kept. She kept the kids out of their hair. Yeah, uh, you know, she kept us occupied. So, uh, and there were always lots of kids. So, yeah, I do remember about that game for sure. Pequino was definitely one of them. And we were more traditional, I think. We didn't have the six courses like uh, you did. But they also didn't cook French food. It was more, it was more just the typical stuffing and, and turkey. But very traditional, more plain. You didn't, you didn't branch out a whole lot. Uh, my family was pretty, very meat and potatoes. 
But, well, that's also very Pennsylvania, too. Yes. And you, by that point, we were living in Pennsylvania. Yep. It was a lot of Pennsylvania Dutch influence there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but my mom could cook. She certainly could cook. And uh, that was something. Now, I, was it just your immediate family or did you have like the extended we, family? We, did, you know, because we moved away from uh, the family was not too far from you in the western part of Connecticut, just near Beach Pond, uh, which is a place that people in Rhode Island know. And uh, that's where my extended family was. So we would usually get together either at Thanksgiving up there or, or a bunch of them would come down. Uh, to Pennsylvania where we lived. So it was Thanksgiving was the holiday that we did that more than Christmas, I would say. Uh, and then sometimes when we went up there, they would do a non-traditional Thanksgiving, and they would have a, a seafood boil. And anybody that lives in New England knows what one of those is, too. And if it wasn't too cold out, they would actually build the wood fire outside, and they had these huge black cast iron cauldrons. <laughs> and they would they would get the lobsters and the clams and the corn on the cob and the potatoes and the whole thing and you throw it all in the big pot and they would have the seafood boils. Now I didn't eat seafood, so they would always make me steak, which I was very happy about. Um, I felt kind of special because I got the steak and they all had to eat the crappy seafood. But, you know, <laughs> and I you did, still don't eat seafood, do I you? I still don't eat seafood. But what I didn't know is that you know people at that I didn't know at that age that people killed for lobster. Yeah, and they would have like fifty lobsters. The one thing we loved to do was lobster races. We loved, as kids, they would give us each a lobster, and we, we would put them on the floor, and they wouldn't really go very fast. But it was exciting to us to see the lobsters walk across the floor. And I know that sounds cruel and inhumane, but we were six years old. Yes, you didn't. pretty cool. You were still <laughs> uh, innocent. You know, and we didn't realize that animals. when they put them in the pot and they turned red, that wasn't just playtime. You know, that wasn't just fun stuff. When you're a kid, that's just cool. Yes, uh, I know. You didn't I, realize I, they were dying, a horrible, miserable boy <laughs> death. But uh, no one's going to tell you, oh, no, we're going to murder exactly. the lobsters now exactly. so we can eat just, them. You know, it was just a cool thing to see them turn red. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> Magically. <laughs> Magically. <laughs> so I actually had a few Thanksgivings where lobster was the main course uh, on the menu. My Ooh. mother could devour three lobsters in record time. She could clean a lobster better than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Oh. And you were guaranteed to get squirted across the table. It always happened that way. You know, you live in New England. You've eaten I love me some lobster. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, talk about polishing off some food. In a You've hit Gracie across the table a few times with lobster juice. <laughs> My daughter takes after me. She's a huge lobster fan. She can nail us all. Really? Lobster meal. Yeah. You give her a, what you, a nutcracker yes. and a lobster, and she can get lobster meat out of places that I didn't think was possible. You know, and those were the days, too, when lobster wasn't as expensive. You could get the two, three-pound lobsters, the big boys. And that's what they, they were all like that. They weren't the little pounders you buy now. Um, they were all the bigger Chicken lobsters. Yeah, yeah. They were all the, and I remember the one year because it was always cool. My, the drunk uncle. <laughs> um, you had one too? Yes. The drunk uncle who was always <laughs> just one? Great Wait a minute. Just one. When we were young, he was fun. And then he, when he got older, he was obnoxious. But when, when we were younger, he was just seemed like a lot of fun. And it was at his place. We used to do this and they used to, uh, he used to make sure that he would find the biggest lobster, the five or six pounder, because all the kids got a great joy out of the big lobster. And, you know, he always had one of those huge lobsters that they sell for like a million dollars. Yeah. And they still sell those occasionally, but they're very expensive. But he always had one. And that was always a highlight for us kids was how big was the lobster this year. It wasn't how big the pumpkin. It was how big the lobster. Yeah, so that was that was uh, those were those were fun memories. I do have fun memories of of that time, 
And Jennifer, I know your mom loves the holidays because she's my mother-in-law, and I happen to know this. She is one of those people, Helena, that buys Christmas presents starting in January and is done by February. Oh, I yeah. wish I could be one of those people. And she's mad if you don't have the list to her by January 1st. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong, Jennifer? She likes to throw a party. Yes. So what was she- it like growing up with you? Did you get together with extended family? You grew up in a pretty Pennsylvania house. It was. We had one of those, those um, families where... Up until all of us children were completely grown up and out and on our own, we never had the entire family in one spot. Uh, we would kind of alternate years. One year we'd go to my dad's parents, and then the next year we'd have my mom's parents. We were one of those kind of houses. So when we went to dad's parents, we went to Nana's house. She lived in the city, and I loved going to her house on Thanksgiving week for several reasons. Number one, it was a teensy-weensy little house in the city. Where, where Nana, Grandma, and Great-Grandma lived. So they always kept the heat really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because our big old drafty Victorian home was always really cold. <laughs> so I loved going to Nana's house because it was really toasty and warm. nothing to do with and, food or anything. It was just yeah. warm. <laughs> <laughs> and she had candy everywhere. Mm. Candy bowls everywhere. And she would make homemade cookies by the millions. And you could eat as many as you wanted. And she didn't ever say, you know, that's enough. You're going to ruin your dinner. She never said that. What a good Nana. Oh, She's awesome. A- she loved to feed us. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that actually brings me to the next question. You, so you call your grandma Nana. What'd you call it, your great grandma? Um, we had, on my dad's side, we had Nana and um, grandma. And on my mom's side, or grammar. And then on my mom's side, we had Darlin and, golly, it's been so many years. It's gone. Oh. Isn't that terrible? <gasps> yeah. Grandma Jeffries, I'm sorry. She's Aww. rolling over right now. Oh, She's waggling her finger at me. Grandma Jeffries, that's good. It's Grandma Jeffries. But when we, went, when we had my mom's side of the family, they would come to our house. And we, the uncles would come along because they were, they were living close by. And that was always great fun because my mom would put on all the Nat King Cole albums and she'd stack them all up like five thick on the turntable. <laughs> turn them up really loud. <laughs> And yeah, that was my favorite part about Thanksgiving at my mom's house. Yeah. Did you have a big family? I mean, was it how many would be sitting down? Well, early on when I was like grade school age and middle school age, we had a total of six children and my mom and my dad. And then during holidays, we would have um, uncles and grandparents. So we'd, you know, we'd have 15 or 20 people and now it's even worse. Now we'll have 25 but wow. you got to remember too that her her uh, grandparents uh, all and great grandparents all lived in almost a hundred, or some yeah. of them over a hundred. So they lasted a long they time. They lasted a long time. Uh, she uh, she definitely had grandparents a lot longer than I did because mine all died younger and uh, hers all lived to about a hundred and ten. Mm. You know, so it was a it was. Definitely- and we all lived in pretty close proximity to each other, um, up until um, myself and my two brothers branched out of Pennsylvania, um, my family on both my mom and my dad's side was pretty much within a two-hour drive of each other. So for everybody to get together for the holiday was a pretty straightforward but process. But now you were a horsey family, so did you make sure you rode every Thanksgiving day? Were you riding on that day? No. No? Okay. No, that wasn't, that wasn't. Horses were not discussed because the whole horse habit was not generally accepted in the extended family. 
Isn't that funny yeah. how that works hmm. a lot? Yeah, the horse habit didn't extend beyond my parents. <laughs> I can, you know where, where what, how, what my horse habit was in my family? Going to the track. Yeah. <laughs> You could so find him at the track on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. He'd be down at Belmont or Aqueduct. Yeah. I and they would you, drag the kids. They I would drag the you kids. went to a few races at Aqueduct, didn't you? Aqueduct. And then the trotters up in Monticello, that was a really big um the the as the families moved north out of the city, they went they went pretty far north and they sort of settled in that Saratoga upstate Monticello whole yeah. area and got into trotters. Uh, and they dragged us with them. <laughs> they dragged cool. us kids with them. And it was great because they didn't want to be bothered. So they'd give you money and you'd go get ice cream and cotton candy. And, you know, and I was probably, you know, the only grandchild I would be hanging over the rail, you know, because I wanted to get as close <laughs> to the smell as possible. Where I'd be. Super- One time I got lost at the track because I was trying to follow them when they were done racing. I was trying to see where they were going back to the stables. I wanted to get into the stables. And, uh, I don't know. I think I must have been nine years old, and I heard my name over the loudspeaker. Oh, I almost peed my pants because I knew I'd be in so much trouble. <laughs> Not because you were lost, but because you're because you're going to get in trouble. I, I didn't care. That's probably like the one you know. Most little kids when they can't find their parents, yes. they're like, "Oh my God, where's my mother?" Yeah. I was like, "I'm happy. I'm near the stables." It's funny. <laughs> sure, you it's funny you mentioned tracks because the the drunk uncle used to take us when we were kids. The closest track was only four or five miles away was a greyhound track. And that's where I grew to love greyhounds was he would take us to greyhound tracks. And we thought it was so cool to watch the dogs run around in circles. And uh, we thought it was really cool. Just like sort of like you probably did is you felt adult when you were there. You were yeah. you were part of the grown up crowd because you got mm-hmm. to go to the track, which you didn't realize it was a slimy, disgusting place. At that point, you didn't realize that it was just cool because you were there amongst all the adults. And and, and in my case, we got to watch the the greyhounds, and that's where I think I grew up to like greyhounds and always want one. Mm. Was the greyhound track? Well, let's take a break. We have another message, and we're going to come back with a little trivia. Jennifer's going to give us some Thanksgiving trivia, and then we'll wrap the show up. But uh, we have a little message here from Karen at Kentucky Performance Products. Hello, this is Karen from Kentucky Performance Products, wishing all the Horse Radio Network listeners, their families, and their horses a happy Thanksgiving. Just remember, the best part of Thanksgiving is after the meal is over. It's called leftovers and a nap. Enjoy your turkey day, everybody. All right, we're back. Thank you again to all of our sponsors. We appreciate them being part of the show. All right, you have some horse Thanksgiving trivia, which I've never heard of such a thing, so let's give it a try. <laughs> well, these are trivia questions about... It's, it's kind of loose. It's not directly on Thanksgiving. Okay. It's sort of related to Thanksgiving, and it's not directly on horses. It's sort of on horses, but it's fun just the same. All right, we're ready. <laughs> well, you're ready. In the 1998 motion picture... The Horse Whisperer, uh, which was Robert Redford and Kristen Scott Thomas, Scarlett Johansson, and Sam Neill, and somebody else. What was the name of the main character's injured horse in that movie? Now, remember, this is a Thanksgiving trivia quiz. I know Glenn won't get this because he didn't see the movie. I don't think I saw that movie. I didn't see the movie either, but I read the book. <gasps> you should know then. You should know. I know. Was it was it um, cranberry? Close. Oh, really? <laughs> Just guessing. Uh, oh my God! I can't believe I forgot this. Pilgrim. <gasps> ding 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 ding. I, I used to live on Pilgrim Road. <laughs> oh. <that's... laughs> 
<laughs> That's true. You did. You lived at, was it number three or number one? Number nine. Oh. Well, three times three is nine. Anyway. <laughs> I think Cranberry is a great name for a red horse. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Red horse? Yeah, no, for a, yeah. Cranberry. Cranberry. Yeah. What horse is red? What color, what coat color? Roan, like a strawberry? Yeah, yeah. strawberry roan would be good. Strawberry roan, yeah. yeah. But wouldn't yeah. strawberry make a better name? <laughs> Cranberry's I'm better. I'm being snarky. I'm being snarky. It's the Italian in me. <laughs> you know who would uh, cranberry Talk about the would be? Look at the Italian come out. Yeah, she cranberry would be a great Italian name next. for a uh, for a snarky mare. You know, tart. Yeah, that's tart. Yeah. Ooh, cranberry tart. 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 Yeah, that's cranberry a great tart. name. That's a show name. Cranberry tart. <gasps> like that. All right. Uh, next question. What team hosted the Oakland Raiders on the Thanksgiving Day game in 2009? Why does that have to do with horses? The, the Thanksgiving Lions? Day. It's a it's a it's a football team that has oh. a name associated with horses. Colts. Right. So close. Or the Broncos. Oh, I didn't even know there were so many that associated with horses. Nope. Your favorite team, Glenn? Oh, the Cowboys. Yay, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay. ding, 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 I ding. forget that the, the Cowboys play every year on uh, Thanksgiving. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Some fan you are. Yeah, well, I haven't been quite a fan for a lot of years. <laughs> so don't send me hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. In what mod- what's the modern name of the country where the Trojan horse appeared? The modern name. It wasn't called this when at the time, but it's called. Was the, it this, Saudi Arabia? This no, is it's- a Thanksgiving Day quiz. Isn't it like Malta or something? Wait. Um, Thanksgiving. Main course. Turkey. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what was the original name? P- uh, Persia? It's um, Persia? That's on a different page. <laughs> okay. God forbid we should have the facts. <laughs> yeah. Well, Send your the... email to Helena at horseradionetwork.com. Well, I was close. I said Malta. You were but Malta. I well, though, I'm sure our fans will post that on our Facebook page when they hear this episode. Yes, All right. Sure. What, the, what the name, what Turkey was called at the time? Troy? I think it's kind of confusing. Troy. Troy because, was the city. Troy, Troy was the city. Um, Troy was the city. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's had a, a Turkey's had a few names over the years. I keep thinking like Ottoman Empire, but they wouldn't have called it I'm Ottoman. I'm starting to get the gist of this quiz now. <laughs> you can tell. Frank could have written this for us. All right, two more questions. It's okay. very cerebral. Two more questions. We're ready. <clears throat> We're going to get one. Which thoroughbred racehorse won the 2009 Kentucky Derby? Crap, I can never remember these. I get them all mixed up. It's going to have something to do with Thanksgiving. Th- Thanksgiving Day, main course. I don't do well. Green bean casserole. (laughs) Oh, oh, um, (laughs) oh, and I'm still not a racing fan either. Uh, Uh, mm, Cornbread stuffing. Birdstone is his sire. Not mucho, man. No, he wasn't born yet. Mm. I can't remember. Oh, gone at Jamie's would be just she'd be mad at me. <laughs> God, well, I, you guys are all the racing people, so I, I, I am not responsible right, I for give this up. Answer. I don't remember. Mind that bird. Oh, mind that bird. Oh. That's right. He was yeah, the oddball. He was the long shot that one written by Calvin Burrell. 
Oh, Cal! Now Calvin, I remember. <laughs> and I did watch that, that race. That was probably yeah. The he only came game. in like what fifty or sixty to one. That race. It, that it was, was pretty long race. shot. Yeah. I, that was I. You know what? And I'm not a racing fan, and I did watch that race, and I can't believe I didn't. Uh, yeah, Calvin. Good old Calvin. You're such a disgrace <laughs> to your family. Fame. I know. Well, you wonder why? Maybe because I was <laughs> horrified as a child. <laughs> All right, one more. One more. The zodiac sign. Let me make sure I'm getting the right one. Um, oh, we'll do this one. What old time dance that people did may have mimicked turkeys practicing an equine gait? <laughs> what? Yeah. What's the name of a dance? <laughs> It's an old time dance. Oh uh, no, yes. googling! I hear you typing. Uh, old time dance that mimics a tur- mimics, mimics a, a turkey. turkeys practicing an equine gate. Equines only have a certain number of gates, but turkey like not the fox trot. Could be the fox trot. The turkey trot. Yay! Ding 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 ding. <laughs> is that actually a dance? Yeah, apparently it is. I'm trot. Googling that. There's no such thing as a turkey trot. <laughs> the turkey, turkey trot is a ragtime trot. dance which probably originated in the early 1900s. Huh. I can picture it because you, you, we all know how a turkey walks. Yeah, it is. Turkey trot dance. She's right. It was a popular during the ragtime era. It was born in San Francisco in the early 1900s. With <laughs> this dance along with the grizzly bear. <laughs> now that one I didn't know about. I'd, I think I dance like that anyway. Yeah, yeah that'd be me too. <laughs> All right, we got we more? Won't be, we won't be dancing with the stars anytime soon. Not anytime soon. No. Well, that we need to wrap it up here. We promised them a short show. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us just go on and on about our lives. Uh, we, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you listening. And we'll be back next week to talk about horses again. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Helena. Thank you very much, and happy Thanksgiving to my two best buds. Well, we'll we're, we're going to be enjoying turkey with family here, so, and you're going to be staying home with your horses, right? We are. We're, having, we're doing our new thir- turkey tradition, which is uh, deep-frying a full-sized turkey. There is nothing better than a deep-fried turkey, ever. We still don't have an oven. <laughs> well, you That's get, a good oh, reason to deep-fry your turkey. I, I would deep-fry it every year. I, I Tell everybody what's on my... Christmas list, so if anybody wants to buy me one, they can, Jennifer. Glenn wants the Ronco no, Indoor Turkey butter Fryer. Ball, butterball. Butterball Indoor Turkey <laughs> Fryer. Because they're safer. <laughs> I almost burnt the house down uh, two years ago when we were cooking a turkey at Thanksgiving. Because I asked, uh, this is a warning, by the way, when you're doing this. When you take the big thermometer and stick it into the oil, make sure it's not sticking into the turkey. Because oh it kept yes. reading like 350 when, in fact, the oil had gotten up to over 500 degrees and was about ready to catch fire when we caught it. So um, our turkey outsides were a little crispy. The insides were excellent. <laughs> but uh, keep that in mind. So if anybody wants to buy me that, it's 119.95 at Amazon, and I will send you my address. It's the uh, Butterball Indoor Turkey Fryer. Nothing better than fried turkey. I'm so jealous we're coming to your house. <laughs> oh, 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 I should respond to that? Yes, we're, you we're can. Not. Come. Hey, it's going to be one big turkey. There's plenty. Well, you enjoy. Give your best to Peter and Gracie, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week.